This is Heavy Conversation with Bruce and Jody, a podcast where we talk about being a big guy in today's world. I'm Bruce. And I'm Jody. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Hey, Bruce. Howdy, Jody. How's it going? It's going well. How are you doing? Man, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I am excited about uh, this week's beer because it is the last beer from all of the extras that I've had in the mini oh, fridge man. for months. So yeah. yeah. Finally got that thing cleared out. Finally clean. And then yeah. Head then to refill the, it. And then refill it. Yeah. I was like yeah. head to John's marketplace or something and get some Somewhere. crazy beers. Yeah. You know, I feel like I want to uh, maybe try to order some beers from somewhere that's not here. So mm-hmm. I want to look mm-hmm. around and see if I can find, I don't know. I don't know if I've had a beer from North Dakota or oh, okay. yeah. or I don't know, maybe Connecticut. Well, the, is there oh, is there a way to filter that on untapped from like where? Maybe. maybe just breweries. Maybe. Maybe that's not a bad idea. Just kind of see what I can find that way. The other problem is not every brewery is able to ship their beers to other uh-huh. areas, so that might be tricky. Luckily, there are beer trade sites and mm-hmm. things like that. So you know, if well, I really also, want to. Well, what was that app I was using? Tabor or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Tabor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there it is. I was like, I haven't used it in quite a while. Right. Um, they get beers from kind of all over the place too. You know, there's a beer that I really want. This just, it's just pure swill, but it's always, it kind of takes me back to being younger and living in the Midwest. And that's stag. I really want stag beer. It is. Huh. I mean, it's like, it's like water with a pinch of doom. It's not, it's, it's not pinch good. Of doom. Yeah. It's doom. Okay, it's yeah. rough, but man, I, I just remember, you know, it was one of those that you'd always see when I was a kid, you'd always see the the signs around and people yeah, that I, I was that. around were drinking it. And then as I got older and lived when I still lived in the Midwest, it was one that I would, that I would drink. So I need to track down some stag. They definitely don't have it out here on the Pacific Northwest. Uh, as far as I know. So I don't know. I'll need to look around. I also need to make sure it's still actually being produced because there could be, well, they still have a website. So, Oh, okay. All right. Well, there we go. But no results, (laughs) but that's not, I actually want to get some other, you know, craft beers from other areas. Mm -hmm, It would be mm -hmm. cool to get some, you know, some things from the Northeast, some, some of those States up there that uh, maybe I haven't had beers from. I think that would be good. Yeah. We'll have to, Go on a hunt and see what we can find. Yes. <laughs> yes. So this week, we're just kind of talking about whatever. You know, we've got some different things that that came up, and um, uh, we're going to kind of jump into all those things. I know that you did something that was pretty fun this I know. Week. So I went to the uh, Beyond Van Gogh exhibit um, here in Portland. It's at the convention center, um, mm-hmm. and I'd seen ads for it for quite a while. Um I've just been kind of apprehensive to go to things. Um, but we went on like a Monday or Tuesday morning or something like that. So there wasn't a, there was no line or anything. There's hardly anybody in there, but it was amazing. Like, you know, it, at the beginning you have, you do a little bit of reading about Van Gogh and a little bit of history about him and learn about some of the craziness that he went through and actually learned that, um, the, that starry night the really mm-hmm. famous painting that he did. He painted from inside inside an insane asylum. Wow. It was the view out his window. Oh, man. And I was like, wow, I 
like there was like a couple paintings, but that the Starry Night one was the view outside of his window. Wow, in, well, inside that, an insane asylum. That's quite a view. I mean, I well, yeah, right. <laughs> and I was just like kind of blown away by some of that. That and yeah, the, you know, the infamous him cutting off his ear thing Ooh. and a little bit. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't really remember why or what happened. Um, so that was kind of cool to relearn or remember some of that stuff. And then once you get into the room where the the experience is happening, it's literally like all happening all around you and on the floor, on these different walls. It's oh, wow. And, and it, like the transitions between the they like sort of animated the uh, pictures for the paintings. Huh. And so like it's his painting, but it like they sort of animated it somehow, you know, digitally and like and then things move and they transition through and there's like some music happening. It was amazing. I literally got chills like a couple times when during different transitions there was like a cherry blossom thing and then all of a sudden all the little cherry blossom petals like blew around the room. It was like crazy. Oh, wow. It felt like you were like outside in a thing because they're like blowing all around the room and then like on the floor and stuff. It was really cool. Do I would definitely recommend it. Do you know if it's a traveling exhibit? Yeah, it's all it was it's all over the place. I don't know okay. that it's like it's only in one city at a time, but sure. you know, it's just projectors projecting these images. So um, if it comes to your city or is in your city, definitely check it out. Uh, nice. I would definitely recommend it. I thought it was really cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they have a website. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just look up Beyond Van Gogh and see what's going on. Um, but it was funny because like a day later, because um, yesterday was really nice here in Portland. So I wanted to go for a walk and like get some sunshine and enjoy the weather. And I stopped in at some little new store down here on my block and there was a Van Gogh painting on the wall. And I, and I just like recognized it by the, the paint strokes and techniques. It was just kind of cool that I was like, hey, that's a Van Gogh. And the lady's like, how did you know that? And I was like, oh, you know, I told her the story. I was like, oh, I just was at the Beyond Van Gogh thing. And I kind of recognized the the strokes and the painting. And it was kind of funny. Because it wasn't like one of the famous ones. It was just because he would paint his neighbors and people he knew, sure. stuff like that. So because he was poor, so he couldn't pay models and all that stuff. It was it was really cool to learn all that stuff and huh. that is pretty cool. Get a little culture in you. It's good. Yeah, yeah right. To actually get out and be able to do something is is nice. So mm -hmm, I'm sure mm -hmm. just being able to do that and then having that experience on top of it that had to be awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I would definitely recommend everyone check it out. I hope they do other artists do that same sort of thing, which I think they would because it's they extended this one here because it's been so popular. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, nice. Well, for me, the last week or so has been uh, kind of prepping something that is up on chubster.com. Now, uh, DXL is celebrating Big and Tall Month. They've decided to name January Big and Tall Month. And uh, number one, that's great because we don't have a month. So yeah. big and tall guys getting a month. That's great. So they're doing this whole big and tall month thing. And basically what it is is that they are spotlighting their customers. They're showing their photos. They're sharing their stories. So it's a really cool way to kind of put bigger guys in a spotlight that uh, maybe they aren't normally in. And there's a lot of cool stuff on their uh, on their Instagram where they're putting up, up on social and they've got a whole thing on their website as well. And uh, DXL had reached out and asked Chubster to put something together to kind of celebrate Big and Tall Month as well. And so yeah. uh, we went and did that and we 
basically found a local guy who's a bigger guy that um, uh, wanted to share his story and uh, kind of get some new looks. And his name is Eric. Uh, he is uh, he was a professional chef and is now a uh, a culinary instructor at a school uh, here in the Portland area. And oh, nice. He kind of made that transition and, um, you know, like a lot of big guys just didn't have um, clothes to right, work with right. that sort of thing. <laughs> and like a lot of big guys as well, he didn't really know where to look or how to put together uh, different outfits. And, you know, it's always that thing where you find one thing, you hold on to it until it yeah. explodes and catches fire. Uh, he was basically in that situation. And so we met up with him. Uh, talked a little bit about his story and took him shopping. And so we went to DXL and did this whole thing. And the the article, photo shoot, uh, and uh, video piece is up on chubster.com now. And the coolest thing about all of this, obviously getting him into clothes was really, was really uh, fun and finding the stuff and kind of styling him. But taking him and doing like the the video and the photo shoot, especially the photo shoot was cool because there aren't a whole lot of big guys that get uh, photographed by a professional photographer. And we actually brought in a photographer uh, that, that we work with through Chubster a lot, uh, Beth Olson, and she's awesome. She does some amazing work has done other things for Chubster in the past. And uh, you know, we took, we took Eric to a studio and uh, shot and shot, did this whole shoot and did it for a couple hours, had a bunch of different looks and put them in them and, it's really interesting. It took me back to like starting to do some of that stuff and be in front of the camera and how right, that feels. Right. I know. It's always like a little awkward because you're like, how should I stay in? How do, I know we, we always have <clears throat> have to get the model like kind of out of their head when you do photo shoots. You like just have to have conversations with them and right. make them yeah. laugh, make a joke around a bit. Yeah. That was really the thing. And I think it's the sign of a good photographer, you know, that they're able to make, make their, their, uh, the, the, their subject feel more comfortable. And mm -hmm. Beth was really able to do that and able to get him to do things that were certainly outside of his comfort zone. And I think this entire experience was kind of stepping outside of his comfort zone. Some of the things that is, you'll see in the, in the video, if you check that out, uh, there are a couple of things where he, there are things that I chose for him that he would have never chosen for himself. Right. And right. I, and I knew looking at some of the stuff that it wasn't something that he would try, but then he tried it on and it was like a game changer for him when he realized that the stuff looked really good. It fit him well. And it was, it was a color that he never would have gone with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he loved the look. He loved the way it was all put together. And so being able to do that for somebody is just, it, it's, it's really cool to be able to pull something like that together and, now he has a lot of different outfits and he had this whole experience that, um, you know, not, not a ton of people get to do that mm -hmm. and have, and try something like this. And so, you know, I think he really enjoyed it. And I, I know that I did, I know that, you know, as we put the thing together and, uh, you know, walked, walked around the store with him and, and picked out clothes. It was, it was a lot of fun. It's, mm -hmm. it just reinforces the fact that when you have, clothes that fit you well and look good you just feel better about yourself oh, yeah. and you can oh, really yeah. see that yeah that, i always enjoyed doing that when i worked at dxl like helping guys pick out outfits and like suggesting things like you find things that they do like but then 
it was always a thing to like, oh, get them one step, you know, find them something that is just a little bit out of their comfort zone, mm-hmm. just to mix it up a little bit. So they're not always just getting the same thing every time. Yeah. And when they like, they come out in that outfit and they just, you can see that they just feel amazing. They look great. Yeah. Right. I, I always really enjoyed doing that. It was, it was a good part of the job. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it was a lot of fun and I'm, I'm really glad that we've been able to share it and just kind of share a story. Cause I mean, really that's, it was cool that DXL is, is doing this and is kind of making this month big and tall month and, and sharing their stories. It's something that, you know, we've tried to do through Chubster for a long time and being able to, to do that and bring somebody in and go through this process was, was just a lot of fun. So um, I want to do more of that this year with Chubster where we're bringing yeah. people in and getting them outfitted and really hearing their stories. Cause everybody has such interesting stories, whether they realize it or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to, you know, have a, I mean, we should be showcasing ourselves all the time, but it, it kind of a, a focused month is nice just to kind of really celebrate big and tall people. That's I like the idea. It's nice. Definitely. So yeah, you can check that out at chubster.com and in the chubster shop, there is a promo uh, you'll see a photo of, of Eric and it's a, uh, it's basically a section that uh, lets you get his looks uh, nice. in your size. So there you go. Very nice. That's, a, that's nice too. That cause sometimes it's like, what is he wearing? I like that shirt. And you're like, I got to dig through everything. That's good. right. Nice. Totally. So beer time. Yes, beer time. I don't know. I was going to suggest that. What do you got, Bruce? What's your last, your last beer? Yeah. So my final beer out of the out of the mini fridge, which <laughs> will need to be stocked again, is the Elysian Salt and Seed Watermelon Gosa. So it is a uh, it is basically a sour beer. It's a watermelon sour. It says, uh, "Keep the salt, hold the seeds." Uh, it's uh, brewed with 100% natural watermelon and kosher salt, bittered with Huel melon and northern brewer hops. Salt and seed dishes up a confounding pucker to the palate. And uh, yeah, it's um, well, let's see. Let's find out. I, I'm, yeah, and I'm a sucker for watermelon. I always like that watermelon flavor and, mm-hmm. you know, just that, that wateriness. So let's see. Yeah, looks like it's got a, a decent. Review on Untapped, three point four nine. It's uh, yeah. Well, it's it's definitely got the sour. It's got that that uh, that pucker and the watermelon kind of comes in. It's um, it's a little uh, refined. You know, it's not it's not all watermelon in your face, which I'd be fine with that. You give me a beer that <laughs> tastes watermelon. Just, <laughs> yes, yes, just like watermelon. Then I, I'm fine with that. Nice. This is good though. You know, it's a uh, it's more. <laughs> It's definitely more on the sour side of things, but there is a little bit of that salt as well. So it's all three things kind of mixed together in, a, in an interesting way. This is uh, this is not bad. It it does make me uh, pine for summer. So right, right. I mean, that's what I was going to think. Just want summertime to happen. <clears throat> right. What well, do you have? Mine is the most interesting logger in the world, and that's literally the name of it um, from Ex Novo Brewing Company. So it's a Mexican style lager in a 5.0. Uh, crisp and refreshing, this Mexican lager was brewed with Vienna and Pilsner malts with a hint of flaked corn. Don't fear the lime, it says. Mm, nice. All right. Well, you, you know, you can't go wrong with a with a good lager. So hopefully this is one. 
What do you think? Okay. Yeah, it's it's really malty. Okay. Mm. Need another little sip. No, it's pretty good. I like that. I'm trying to think what that is. Yeah. Are you taking pictures of there, Bruce? Uh, yes, I was taking it. I was taking a picture for my untapped, but uh, we need to do our our regular. I like this one. It is it is interesting. Yeah. Oh, oh, got a lot of glare. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> so make okay. sure you're following along on our untapped list. You can see all the beers that we've had. I'm checking in now. Um, what am I going to say? Three point yes. seven five. I think. Hmm. Maybe four. Yeah. Let's put a four. Yeah, I think I would give mine probably a three point five. I mean, it's you know, it's pretty good. It's not. I don't feel like it's a beer that would be my go-to for anything, but I do like. I like the flavor. I like that there's a watermelony aftertaste. It kind of reminds me of watermelon flavored gum. That watermelon. Oh yeah. A little okay. bit, but it's super light though. Not like watermelon gum hits you in the face. Not this like is, the what is that? Well, I can't remember the name of that. Like I don't know, a double or bubble or, or yeah, yeah. right. But it's it. it's like the ghost of watermelon gum. So <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> so yeah, it's it's not too bad. It's not too bad. But yeah, yeah, we're on untapped. Um, follow our untapped heavy conversation beer list and <laughs> drink the beers that we drink or avoid the beers that we drink. Right, right. Which is sometimes them all. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, sometimes that's more important than actually enjoying the or trying the beer that we've already yes. tried. 171 items on the list. So it's a lot of beer. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there we go. So, me. so I know that the, uh, the season for the airing of grievances is, is over. We were past okay. the holidays yeah. and Festivus yeah. and all of those kind of things. But yeah. I, I do want to throw something out that has uh, that, that I've been noticing over the last few weeks that, has been really annoying and that's oh. instagram no okay. not 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 just instagram <laughs> itself like, oh, okay. yeah. no specifically uh instagram ads so oh, you know how you're scrolling through your feed on instagram and you're looking at things and uh, you'll get ads for lots of different things and for me it's clothing it's always apparel you know oh, for ooh, what really yeah right right for obvious reasons <laughs> And I get tons of these and some of these ads, you know, they, they look great. I'll see a, a shirt that I love that looks like it would be uh, perfect. It'd be something that I would actually wear. And then I click on it and it's not available in my size. And so this happens over and over and over where I get all of these Instagram ads, but they're just irrelevant. They don't have extended sizes or, oh. you know, if they do sometimes I would say 90% of the time, there's not there's nothing available in extended sizes, but right. then sometimes there are, and they are uh, they're out of stock, which is you know that I guess that's a good thing. Somebody else who needed that size got it, but the vast majority of these things just aren't offering extended sizes, and is super annoying. And that tells me that there are lots of advertisers who are spending money, and uh, they are targeting the wrong audience. Yeah, for this uh, kind of stuff. Yeah, I get, I mean, I get weird, like, business-type ads all the time, um, and sometimes, I, yeah, I get a little annoyed by it, but I just try to ignore it a little bit or go to the little dots and say, I don't, like, want this ad anymore, but yeah, it, it is kind of annoying when 
there's, I mean, I, I like that they're trying to advertise that they have big and tall stuff, whether or not they have very much of it or whatever. Um, but yeah, they just need to, if they're going to advertise that they have it, they need to have it. Right. You know, right. Like, absolutely. <laughs> don't bait and switch me or false advertising kind of thing. Like I get excited and then you go there and you're like, well, wait, there's actually nothing in big and tall sizes. So what's going on here? I'm very confused. Yeah. And it really, sho- it really shows you that they are missing an opportunity. You know, they're missing an opportunity to reach an audience that uh, would buy their stuff. You know, it's this thing that is always the opportunity that's being missed is, yeah. you know, they should be, uh, uh, they, they should be selling things for bigger people, you know, especially if you're going to advertise this stuff, but I'm just looking through right now, just kind of scrolling through and it's the same thing. Um, you know, if it's, uh, mostly ads, but then I'm also seeing something like, uh, oh, well, let's see Red Bull versus water, which is better. I'm going to let, I'm going to let you answer that good listener. <laughs> leave that for you. But as I'm looking at these, I'm getting shirts and yeah, I mean, everything I'm getting, it's shirts. There is, I've seen two brands out of probably the 15 that I've scrolled past that I know have any kind of extended sizing. And even then it's just, there's not a ton. So it feels like there's a real opportunity to uh, run some ads. If you are a uh, brand that offers extended sizes, maybe that's, maybe that's something to look into. Yes, there's a like we keep saying it. There's a big market out there for big and tall clothing. I know uh, here at Bearskin, we're going to be ramping up a lot of that kind of advertising and targeting stuff this year. Now that I'm back full time again, I can really nice. get that focused in and dialed in quite a bit. So uh, we've got a shipment coming in, you know, this next week. Finally, it's <laughs> that late boat from China finally got in uh, like last month and. Nice. The slow train from Long Beach is on its way here. But um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of potential for Instagram ads, you know, different targeting. I know that they're <clears throat> going to be changing up the the timeline on Instagram. You'll have like three different options to choose from. It's, hmm. you know, there's different algorithms. There's like, yeah. So I, I don't know exactly when that launches, but I was watching a webinar about it from the, uh, I can't remember the Instagram guy is the president or whatever he is, but James Instagram, the founder of Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't remember his name, but, uh, I was watching that the other day. I'm like, yep. Oh God dang it. <laughs> always, always some kind of change. Changing it up. Yay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> that's, that's always how it goes. You know, it's always, there's always some kind of change with those things. I, I really try to, I've been trying to limit my time on Instagram, just do the work stuff with it and Mm -hmm. not get sucked in because, you know, how do do you do that? Yeah, Right. Well, well, I try to just, when I'm, when I'm getting on, I'm really just, you know, I'm trying to do posts or I'm trying to check on results of something or whatever. And and then I try to get back off of that pretty quickly (laughs) so that I'm not spending a lot of time there. Um, You know, especially now when we're basically, you know, our kids are out of school again. So um, distance learning, everybody's back at home, everything's being canceled again, we're kind of in that situation. Uh, It is very easy to look at 
social media and have that, uh, that FOMO, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and I don't want that because that's not, that does nothing. It's not constructive. It doesn't help anything. So just focusing on the things that I need to do and moving my stuff forward, uh, it makes more sense. And social media, I know for me personally, does not help me with any of that. And yeah. so I have to be really aware of that and try to use it for what I need it for and then be done. Yeah, so. I definitely have been struggling again. I've been on it way too much. And then I'm like, Ugh, I just wasted however much time, you know, scrolling through watching videos. It, it definitely works on me and I get sucked in. Well, it's, it's like, hard. What was I doing? <laughs> yeah, it's hard because it's our it's in some ways it's our only connection with yeah. the outside world on a regular basis right now. And so, you know, we I think most of us crave that kind of connection. We want mm -hmm. that again. And and it starts to really get to you. It, it kind of grates on you after a while not being able to have that. And so being able to see what other people are doing or connect them in that way. Uh, that can be important, but it's just it's just a matter of managing it in a way that works for you personally. And I know for me, I have to limit that. Yep. Yeah. Same here. I gotta yes. figure out a way to find some other things to occupy my time. Yeah. You know, I, I did have one other thing I was gonna bring up, but I think sure. I just I think I just answered my own question. Oh. Uh, the the question was gonna be uh, should I start a TikTok? And I think the answer. Uh, <laughs> think the answer. No. Yeah, probably no. I know. I I think we have Bearskin has a TikTok, but I don't really use it. I think it's, it's like one more thing that, and I haven't really. I don't. You know, I'm like, yeah. am I supposed to be doing all the TikTok dances? And I'm like, I don't want to do that. No, no. And I'm like, I need a model to do the TikTok dances in the underwear. I'm like, okay, maybe. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I think there. I think there's an 11 year old on TikTok that has Chubster and, uh, you know, so <laughs> well, that was know, one so of the reasons why I did it like a while ago. I just like grabbed the handle so that we would have it. I swear I did. I really thought that I did, but I'm wondering now if I had it for so long and didn't do anything with it that they gave it away. Yeah. They just maybe. Yeah. And I honestly, I, I don't know. I don't remember, but I know that I went to look and I was like, wait a minute, what the hell? And yeah. Sure yeah. enough. So, oh, yeah. oh I, just opened, I just opened. Uh, <laughs> Was that TikTok? <laughs> yes. I don't there know what he said. Sorry. Yeah. Well, whatever. That's, and that's how I get sucked in. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And so, then, all right. Well, the answer to my question is no. I should yeah, not start a TikTok. Don't do it. We'll yeah. get sucked in. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all. That's all I've got. It's, okay. you know, <laughs> yeah. Now it's I'm going to be sucked into TikTok for a while, I'm sure. Oh god. Yeah. It's just been one of those one of those weeks, you know. You just head down working on stuff and trying to get it done and yeah, I got a go. couple projects I need to get done this week. I need to get barcodes done. Yay. Nice, nice. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, thanks Bruce. Yeah, thank you I, Jody. I'm I'm excited to see the videos and the photos from your shoot. I know you've been talking about it for a while, so yeah I'll, I'll have to go and check it out yeah it's uh it was a lot of fun and i'm i'm excited to kind of set the tone for the rest of the year i'm hoping to be able to do more of this stuff so absolutely yeah. well thanks everybody go all check right. us out on all the social media apps at heavy combo yes yes please check out check us out but not for too long <laughs>
you know. Yeah, yeah. Only a little social media. Limit limit your social media intake. There we go. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Heavy Conversation. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.